Alrighty, what is going on? Welcome to the show. Happy Monday. It is currently 11.05 a.m. Oh, no, sorry, just turned 11.06. That is the real time, 11.06. Not this fake time that everybody is now forced to live under due to government oppression. I get, what, what was up with, what is it, second winter? Is that what we call it? Second winter? Man, that came through like a vengeance. Like, my knuckles, it looks like, I, I never had this problem. Is this what happens as you, like, you cross over into your 40s and then all of a sudden, like, your hands get real dry all the time? I, I blame the, the lotion. I did it one time, and it's like chapstick. Once you do it, then it's like your body gets hooked on it, and then it doesn't produce what it needs, I guess. I don't know, but, like, my hands are so chapped. It looks like I did, like, a bare-knuckle boxing match. I mean, I, I don't know. Like, the other guy must have got really messed up because, like, my hands are bloodied. Uh, Mother Nature still undefeated. Yeah, so uh, daylight saving time. I'm going to get to some of this. Scott Lincecum had a piece at uh, Cato where he uh, goes through and systematically debunks all of the lies that we believe about why daylight saving time exists and its benefits. Spoiler alert, there aren't any. and uh, And every... Supposed benefit listed when not an outright lie is completely oversold. So we will get to that. But first, I want to start off with the uh, the big news that will be confirmed on Tuesday, which is the newest member of the Mecklenburg County Board of Commissioners, which is actually a former member of the Mecklenburg Board of County Commissioners. And that would be uh, Dr. Wilhelmina Rembert. I'm not sure why they did not list the doctor in her title. In the press release, and uh, yep, not in the Observer either. I was under the impression that if you don't refer to a PhD female, PhD holding female, that it is because you're sexist. That's what I've been told, Doctor Jill Biden. Doctor Jill Biden, right? If you don't call her Doctor Jill during this pandemic, people might think that. You're not giving her enough credit because you hate women or something. So I'm just throwing it out there that Dr. Wilhelmina Rembert was, she's a doctor, a PhD. In fact, this was a point of contention back when Vilma Leek was being called Dr. Vilma Leek, and she's not actually a doctor, not a medical doctor, not a PhD doctor, not any kind of a doctor. Because at the same time, Wilhelmina Rembert was on the school board with Vilma Leek. And Rembert is a PhD and leak is not. And they're both being called doctors. And then it came out that Vilma was just referred to as Dr. Leak as a sign of respect. They, that's literally what the school district said, what CMS. Yeah. That's how they defended listing her as Dr. Vilma leak on its website and all of the board materials and stuff. You can go back, pull the minutes, go back to when she was on the Charlotte Mecklenburg Board of Ed, and all of this came out. You can find the stories. They do exist. Dr. Vilma Leek, not a doctor. So then they, they, they quietly went through and scrubbed it. And I'll never forget that Wilhelmina Rembert was asked to comment about the use of the doctor term on Vilma's bio. And people called her that in the school board meetings. Everybody called her that. And... Wilhelmina Rembert was the one who said, oh, it's a sign of respect in the black community, which, by the way, um, if you couldn't 
like the war, I felt so bad. I was watching this stuff unfold over the weekend because what happened was right. You had Ella Scarborough, county commissioner, black female Democrat elected at large, and uh, she uh, deteriorated. Her health deteriorated. She is now in hospice care, and in seri- all seriousness, like our our thoughts and our prayers are with her family and her friends, her colleagues, and um, and we honor the life that. Uh, she led in the service that she provided as a, uh, you know, as a, an elected official in this city for so many years. That being said, um, she it was kept from the public the deterioration of her condition of her health while the checks kept being cut. And you can dress that up any way you want to after the fact, saying that you did it in order to keep her on the health benefits, which the county health package is quite rich. And so that's their argument, but that's the argument you made after everybody found out about what was going on. And the only reason everybody found out what was going on was because the media pushed it. So Ella Scarborough is now on, quote, medical leave, which really isn't a thing for county commissioners, but they made it up for her. So she gets to keep the benefits uh, for the rest of uh, her elected term, and uh, which I believe that runs through December 5th of this year. So the county now has to has to fill this spot. And so we went over this a couple of weeks ago and they set about a process. And so they went through that process. So they originally um, they took they, they did nominations and everybody got to vote for a certain number of candidates. And then it turned out that the um, who was it? Oh, the other finalists. Yeah. Beverly uh, Beverly Earl, who was a former state lawmaker, ran for mayor against Pat McCrory and lost. Former Charlotte-Mecklenburg School Board Chair Mary McRae um, and and Wilhelmina Rembert, who, by the way, I think she was also chair of the school board for a while. I believe believe that's accurate. Just memory serves. I I don't know. But I think she was also not just a school board member. I think she eventually became the chairwoman of the school board. Uh, But nobody seems to give her credit for that. It's very weird. some of the stories I'm seeing on this. And then the the fourth candidate to make it into the final four uh, for the interviews, which they did on Saturday, and then they voted, and that's when Rembert won. But the other one, uh, the fourth, was Sam Spencer, who's a spokesperson for Representative Alma Adams, the former chair of the Charlotte-Mecklenburg Planning Commission, and a current six-year member of the commission. But Sam Spencer, while a Democrat, is a white guy. And the county commissioners said... During their discussion a week or so ago, they said they did not want to put somebody in that replacement slot for Ella Scarborough because Ella Scarborough is a black female Democrat, and that's what they would be looking uh, to replace her with. So, I mean, I don't even know why Sam, I mean, he'd, he'd send out tweets like, honored to be considered and congratulations to everybody and all of that. But, like, I saw his name on the Final Four, and I was like, yeah, you're not getting it, man. But, well, let me remember it. Back on the county commission. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. Pete Callender Show. Thanks a lot for letting me be a part of your day. I do appreciate it. 704-570-1110. 1-800-WBT-1110. You can also email Pete at the thepetecallendershow.com. And... Uh, on Twitter at Pete Callender. Oh, and remember, get the podcast. It's totally free. 
Um, all right. So if you are looking for Stacy Phillips on Twitter, you're not going to find her there anymore. The mayor pro tem of Huntersville appears to have deleted her Twitter account. Did you hear about what happened over the weekend? She sent out a tweet in response to the Florida bill on uh, that the, the leftists are calling it the don't say gay law, which is not actually what the law does. It's just it's one of the things the left has always been better at framing things and corrupting language in order to put opponents on defense. Right. That, that's been going on for a very, very long time and all sorts of examples exist. And so this don't I mean, look HB2 in North Carolina is a perfect example of it. The left crafted that PR effort and the media complies. Generally speaking, and there are some examples on the right, maybe like Obamacare, for example, is, a, is an example. But even then, it didn't really stick. People call it Obamacare now, and it's kind of like, ah, yeah, I guess that's Obamacare. It's, it, it has lost a lot of its sting, you know? And I'm sure the left would say, well, that's because it's so popular, Pete. Yeah, no. Uh, as one who was on Obamacare, not popular. Just a heads up. Um, she sent out a tweet, Stacey Phillips did, sent out a tweet that said, if you're a kid living in a don't say gay state, and she put the hashtag in front of little, the number sound, the pound sign in front of don't say gay, which that's a tag, so now... It shows up in that feed, and you can search it. You can find it on Twitter and the like. So she says, if you're a kid living in a don't-say-gay state and feel like you don't have an adult to talk to, I got you. You're welcome to slide into my DMs to talk, to share, to express yourself confidentially. It would be an honor to be your auntie by blessing. You're perfect just the way you are. Okay, first off, ew. Okay. Second of all, if I did this, I would probably be brought up on some type of charges, right? And this is precisely what people are now starting to call out in regards to this uh, Florida law. Have you ever heard of the term groomers or grooming? Not like, you know, taking care of your hair or, you know, clipping your fingernails, that kind of grooming. Grooming as in prepare, think Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell. They are people who entice in, woo, uh, they, they win over young people and groom them to become sexually abused. And people are now starting to call folks like Stacey Phillips groomers because they are Actively lobbying and trying to normalize. And I feel, I mean, this is, an, this is a debate that we've been having. I remember talking about this 15 years ago, right here on WBT. It was the sexualization of children. And if you're telling me that you need to be able to talk to a kindergartner about sex, I'm thinking the problem there is you. I do. I'm like, that's... That is not cool. I've I have known kindergartners in my life. I was a kindergartner. They make fart jokes. <laughs> I mean, what do you sorry, I know it's the lunch hour. I apologize. Um so Stacy Phillips 
sent out this tweet, and then she says everybody misunderstood what she was saying, so she made her account private, and then she finally just uh, just uh, deleted the whole account. In a statement to the Daily Wire, Phillips said that her... St- yes, this story went national. Our, our own Huntersville Mayor Pro Tem went national because she seemed to be inviting children as young as kindergartners through, what, the third grade or fifth grade? Third grade. I forget what the Florida law is about. I think it's through third. That you're not allowed to talk about these kinds of things. And by the way, age-appropriate discussions, like that's a standard in in education, in K-12 education, right? You're not supposed, like when, I remember growing up, we went to our school, We I had to go with my dad, and they showed, it was fifth and sixth grade, and they showed the movie, right? I don't even remember what the movie was, but it was about the birds and the bees. And you would get, it was after school, and the dude showed up with their dads, and the girls showed up with their moms, and they did two different uh, sessions and stuff. So that was the, quote, sex ed. That was the the movie. And that was it. That was determined to be age appropriate. And the parents were there with the kids and it was voluntary. You didn't have to go if you didn't want to. That's how it was done in our school district. And I know that's just so old. Oh, my God. You can't do it like that anymore. No, instead, we're going to, what, teach kindergartners that there are 77. Is that how many there are genders at this point? Like, that's what we're going to. That, that's the path forward? No. And so Florida said, you can't do that. And Stacey Phillips was trying to be supportive, but kind of sounded like a groomer. And so she got called out for it, and apparently the pylon started, and then she deleted her account. So if you're a resident of Huntersville that has been following her account, I think it was called Hope is Loud, not so loud anymore. Not so loud anymore. You're going to have to get your news and insights from, I guess, her directly during the meetings. Yeah. Or me. I'm on Twitter, too. News Talk 1110-993-WBT. The mayor pro tem of Huntersville, Stacy Phillips, used to have a Twitter account called Hope Is Loud. She shut it down over the weekend after she sent out a tweet under the hashtag Don't Say Gay about the Florida law. She says, if you're a kid living in a don't say gay state and feel like you don't have an adult to talk to, I got you. You're welcome to slide into my DMs to talk, which is that's it sounds really creepy. And that is it. And it kind of is, because when you like when the kids say slide into my DMs, it, it, it like, oh, it's your direct messages. And so you have said something on social media and all of a sudden some guy slides into the DMs like, hey, how are you doing? You know, something like that. Um, and so, you know, but I don't know if that's the way she meant it. I guess she said, well, she does. She says that it was taken out of context in a statement to the Daily Wire. She said her statement was taken out of context in ways I never intended. I am incredibly sorry for that. And I would like to set the record straight. While I understand the purpose of the Florida bill and agree that sexual education of any kind should not be taught to our youngest children in school, the rhetoric around my statement and this bill has been incorrectly spun. No, it hasn't. No, I mean, well, if they're saying that you're trying to, you know, you're hitting on these young babies and you didn't intend for it to be meant like that, okay, fine, but... Your point was pretty clear in what you were doing attacking the Florida law. 
Right? You are making political hay at the expense of the ignorance of the people that were cheering you on. Right? That's what you did. You saw this as an opportunity to virtue signal that you know you care about LGBTQIA plus people more than everybody else, and definitely those evil Republicans. But make no mistake, like I don't I don't think you missed your target at all. That's what you were aiming for. You were trying to position yourself as more caring. That you care more about all of these kids than the evil Republicans do because they passed that bad law. And then maybe somebody forced you to read the law or something and you found out, oh, it's about sex ed for kindergartners and probably shouldn't be, you know, indoctrinating kids in that kind of stuff at that age. It's not age appropriate. That's what the parents are saying. And that's what the Republican lawmakers said. It's not age appropriate, which is a standard in K-12 government schools. It's a standard all over the place. Age appropriateness is a standard in all sorts of areas. Voting, for example. I shouldn't. Oh, no. There you go, Pete. Suppressing votes. She continues in her statement. In my duty, she says, as an elected official and a Christian, I am here to support any and all people. My use of the hashtag, don't say gay, and my statement was intended to give visible support to those unintentionally affected by the negative discussions around these issues. Oh, God. We're... I mean, this is the thing. What is up with the modern left where actual violence is ignored, dismissed or hand waved away and words are considered violence? It's unreal. My use of the hashtag was intended to give visible support to those intentionally affected by the negative discussions around these issues, not to take a side in this debate. Horse hockey, bull. You ex- that is exactly what you did. You wanted to take sides in this debate because that's the point of virtue signaling. She said, I will continue to represent and support all people because that is what my faith has taught me to do. The Florida parental notification bill prohibits teaching gender identity and sexual orientation to K through three children. Critics have labeled it the Don't Say Gay Bill, accusing Republicans of endangering LGBTQ youth by outing them to their parents or preventing them from learning about their sexuality. Like, they really, really, really want to teach your kindergartner about gender identity and orientation. They really do. And they're really mad about it. There was a, Have you seen the video? The state lawmakers, Democrats, of course, walking through... The hallway with some people with signs lined up along the wall and they're they're just chanting, gay, 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 because you're not allowed to say it, you see? Oh my gosh, it's so ironic. Gay, gay. I don't know, maybe I don't know if my if I'm a if I became libertarian or conservatarian, if I became this way because I have a predisposition to this mindset, or vice versa. Right, that my mindset is informed by the the study of politics and, and philosophy. I don't know. Maybe a little bit from column A and a little bit from column B. But I so don't care. Like this is the thing about about sexual orientation. I understand that people have problems with this stuff, but I I, I don't it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about that. I don't care who you're sleeping with. 
It's an argument I've been having with people on the right, too, for a very long time. It doesn't matter to me. Now, when you start affecting public policy, now, yes, there are going to be some areas where we're going to have to have some discussions about how to handle that. Nobody wanted to listen to my ideas, even though I am all about solutions. But that's water under the bridge. Supreme Court weighed in with their love is love legal rationale. And uh, we are where we are. But this idea that somebody is preventing you from saying gay is absurd. And age-appropriate restrictions in K-12 education is the norm. That's why we have grades. Literal grades. Grades 1, grades 2, grades 3, grades 4. This is the comical part about this entire debate. Is that the very people who tell me that I'm supposed to lump all of the kids in with ones that have a similar born-on date. Because that's developmentally appropriate, I guess. That somehow or another, this five-year-old should be at the same place that that five-year-old should be, and they should be at the same place as another five-year-old. And there's no, you know, there's no ability to really like get out of this kind of molded format. These are the same people now that are lamenting the fact that they're not letting us teach these things because of age appropriateness. You literally segregate kids based on age. You literally do that. That's your model. And now you can't fathom this. When it comes to this one area of instruction, of course you can fathom it. Of course they can. This is just the argument that they're making right now that they think will win. Because this is what postmodernism is. You will adopt whatever argument you need at any given moment if it advances a larger agenda, which is to pull down the central institutions of Western civilization, which is rationalism. That's the point. That's why the postmodernist left gets to shift their arguments every other day, it seems. Because reality is a construct for them. HB 1557, that's the law. HB 1557, statement that uh, classroom instruction by school personnel or third parties on sexual orientation or gender identity may not occur in kindergarten through grade three or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. That's what they're so outraged over. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. Going over this article from the Daily Wire, wherein our um, Huntersville Mayor Pro Tem... Stacey Phillips ended up having to delete her account on Twitter because she uh, offered, well, here, I had a tweet here that summed it up pretty well. She offered to uh, to direct message with kids about sexual orientation and gender identity and all that sort of stuff. Based on the Florida law, the debate, have uh, the, the argument and debate that, has been swirling around that Florida law of 1557, House Bill 1557, or as the Democrats call it, the don't say gay law, which actually the word gay is not mentioned in it. There is actually no prohibition about using that word, but they they brand these things and the media carries the water for them. And look, it is definitely easier to amplify and calcify a message when the media agrees with you on that message, right? Very, It's so much easier. It's, I, I I often say it must be nice to be a Democrat. You don't have to worry about a lot of this stuff. You just say something, and if you can come up with, like, an alliteration or an acronym or something, even if, if it completely twists 
the issue into an unrecognizable form, it doesn't matter. If it's catchy, they'll carry it for you. App Patriot Girl, she said about the Huntersville Mayor Pro Tem, how dare she encourage children to contact a stranger behind their parents' back to secretly talk about sex? Yeah, I feel like it's almost like a plot of uh, an ABC uh, news magazine. It's all a distraction. That's her Twitter handle. Says, parents don't want kids K through 3 taught about heterosexual, homosexual, or any other sexual activity. Right. This was my biggest beef, actually, with uh, the early years. And I haven't been uh, haven't been around, so I don't know like what the modern iteration looks like. But the Charlotte Pride Parade, when they first started, and they were, remember, there were videos and photos that surfaced of adults dressed in a very individualistic manner, uh, out in the streets, and they were simulating sex acts in front of kids, with kids, and that's inappropriate no matter if you're the L, the G, the B, the T, the straights, whatever. It doesn't matter. You should not be doing that stuff with the kids. See, if you just hold a consistent position on this stuff, a lot of these things become much easier to argue and to navigate. Um, this is from LifeSite.com. It's a pro-life website. Florida Senate Democrats chanted gay, gay, gay on Monday to protest the parental rights in education bill. Supporters say the law is meant to protect parents and students from teachers and counselors who groom kids to identify as gay or transgender, meaning gender dysphoric. It could help parents like January Littlejohn. That's her name who said, quote, after many weeks of going back and forth with the district, we learned the middle school had created a transgender, gender nonconforming support plan with our 13-year-old daughter without our knowledge or consent. The press secretary for Governor Ron DeSantis, a woman by the name of Christina Pushaw, has been actively defending the proposed law on her Twitter account. And she said, quote, the bill that liberals inaccurately call don't say gay would be more accurately described as an anti-grooming bill. If you're against the anti-grooming bill, then you're probably a groomer, or at least you don't denounce the grooming of four to eight year old children. After all, silence is complicity. This is how it works, Democrats. I didn't make the rules. That's going on offense, what she's doing. Christine, uh, Christina Pushaw or Pushaw. That's going on offense. This is using the rules that the left wrote for itself in other conversations, now using it against them. Now, of course, for the postmodernist, as I mentioned earlier, they don't care about some sort of consistent standard. That's not the point. The point is to win the current argument. This is why people notice a lot of folks on the left demographic groups get tossed under the bus. Like right now, what's happening is you've got a lot of feminists that are getting tossed under the bus because these are people who are out there arguing for, you know, uh, uh, women's rights and uh, women to be you know, more re- uh, represented in various fields and industries and considered for positions and, and all of the, all of the, the things that being equal to men entails, right? All of that. And they've been spending all these decades fighting for that stuff. And, then they got a, a man who transitions to a woman and shatters all of their world records in swimming. And to a lot of feminists, they're like, wait a minute. 
that's a guy. They're physiologically stronger and better at athletics. That's why we created female sports is so we could have a chance to compete as well. We don't have a chance to compete. We have a chance to lose. And when they say these things, then they get smeared as anti-trans or transphobic or TERFs. They have all sorts of ways that they put these women down. That's why groups get tossed under the bus by the left. Sorry, ladies, it's your turn. Uh, They've got another demographic that they're trying to placate. You're seeing it also now happen with Hispanic voters. Yeah, Hispanics are now, they're starting to, uh, they're starting to contort the, the idea of what it means to be Hispanic so they can now start labeling Hispanics as white nationalists. Not kidding. That's actually occurring. You've got stories that are now popping up about warnings that, oh, you know, these Hispanics that are coming from uh, uh, Central and South America that, you know, some of them are, are, are like white nationalists. They're hooking up with these, with these white nationalist groups. And, oh, my God, the white nationalists and all this. Why? Because they no longer serve a purpose because they thought that the Hispanic vote was going to deliver them power. They thought that the left would gain power by saying, hey, everybody, come in, come in, come in. And it turns out when they got here, they were like, yeah, we don't really like you guys, but thanks for letting us in. (laughs) We don't really agree with a lot of the stuff that you're preaching. A lot of us are Catholic. You know, we have some ideas about right and wrong, male and female. You tried to change our language, getting rid of the, you know, feminine and masculine versions of our language. So there's some animosity there. So now all of a sudden, what? Now they're becoming white nationalists. It is amazing to watch in real time, but that's the that really is the core here. It's postmodernism.